Peace, peace. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> What's going on, man? Peace to the peace to the guy. Peace to you, man. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, blesses as usual, per usual. You know, big guy energy, <laughs> things and such. Still drink about you, man. Still drinking on that water, huh? Oh yeah, you know, you know, it's Ramadan, right? Yes. So it's sir. a little bit different. Yes, sir. You're fasting, yeah? Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep up with it as much as possible. Okay. What does, what does that mean? Like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm traditionally fast. I'm refraining from eating food. You know, the, the drinking part is the only part that gets me. Okay. Okay. I see. You know, I see. I see. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not going to lie and say, you know, it's not a, it's not a struggle, but the only part is that's, that's it. Even though I haven't drunk any water so far, but it is tempting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what this month is all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but um, but yeah, man, it's a learning experience, you know, because I get to kind of see, you know, how how I how fair in this in this whole fasting thing. But I don't mm. put too much emphasis on this money in particular, because pretty much uh-huh. I've been fasting for for a minute. To be honest, like I fasting like. Just vomit it down and start it. So it's just like, oh no. But I want to dive into a couple of topics. I got like a couple of different uh questions that I have pre-packaged. Okay. And these are these are some thought-provoking questions. Okay. And I think that you you would be a good person to dive into this subject because you're a pretty intelligent person and you got a good you know perspective on a lot of things. Okay. Right? Let's dive into it. Let's dive in. Um. Okay. The first question. I want to ask, I was trying to decipher this question last night on my live, uh-huh. but the question is, when does human consciousness begin? When? When does human consciousness begin? Hmm. When does it begin for you? I, you know, <laughs> you know, when I was asking myself this question, right, um, it took me back. Like, it took me back because I thought that I'm like, okay, it, it has to begin at the moment you're conceived, mm-hmm. right? It has to begin, you know, when the sperm meets the egg and, and stuff like that. But the, the sperm has life. Okay. You know, like, it's, it's I mean, it's conscious. It's, I mean, life is consciousness. So if you can argue that consciousness has always been there. Like, it's not like, it just it just goes through stages of evolution, and it it it, it advances and it, it grows intelligence, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. But it's like asking when does the you know does a chicken come before the egg? You know, it's like you never. It's like it's like an infinite cycle. Okay. But to me, it's I mean, I don't think that you can create consciousness. I think that it's always been and it always has. You know. It's like you can't. That's my perspective on it. Okay, okay, okay. Now, somebody else, they might be able to. What do you think about it? Um. Well, when it comes to consciousness, in my opinion, as we are living in the universe of oneness, has always always existed. So that's the one part. But there is the point, definitely, where uh, human, like consciousness, enters a human. And in my opinion. 
um, there is this um, this interesting story from Tibet. They say that um, after you die, it takes 40, uh, 49 days to reincarnate your, your soul into a new vessel. The same way they say that uh, when you uh, fertilize uh, an egg, it takes 49 days that a soul enters that body. So technically consciousness would um, enter a body after 49 days in the, in the Tibet uh, uh, you know, uh, system. And it's interesting because the pineal gland is actually formed after 49 days in the, in the, uh, in the womb of a woman. So yeah. making that connection, I'd say that the human consciousness starts after 49 days. That will be my answer, but only because I read something about it. After 41 days after birth? For, 49, no, not, not after birth. After the uh, semen fertilized the egg, then 49 days. So, okay, how do you, okay, well, okay, when we say human consciousness, that gets more descriptive. Yeah, definitely. But take away the human part. Oh, you mean general consciousness? Take away, yeah, general consciousness, like being aware of. Not, you know, okay. like a baby being born, but I mean, like general life, being aware. Mm, I, don't, I don't think that there is a creation time in general, um, because when we, when we speak about something which is not tangible, like consciousness, which we say is, you know, operating on higher realms, I'd say that um, consciousness always existed, you know. And the, our realm is just a one form of expression of consciousness. So um, because we're speaking of something which is not bound to space-time, consciousness always existed. And now we chose to create a three-dimensional realm with time and space so you can make these experiences and make uh, you know, mistakes, learn from them, discover blessings, that kind of stuff. So I don't believe that there is a point when consciousness started or... I don't believe the point where consciousness will end because it's just not bound to space time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. You know, it's like you can't destroy energy. Exactly. You can't, you, you can't stop, you know, atoms from vibrating. You mm -hmm. know, everything, everything vibrates. And you can argue that everything is consciousness. True. It just, it just, it changes form. Okay, my next question is, we kind of got, I think if we go too deep in that, then it's, it's gonna bring us back to the surface, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like. But the next question is, which is more real, mind or matter? Which is more real? Um. Um. Mind or matter? Hmm. Now that's interesting, because. Mm. Hmm. I don't know, to be honest. What do you mean with more real? Let's get I mean, that first. What which is more real? Like but that need <laughs> like that's like a that's ironic because now you gotta decipher what is real. I don't think that you, you can know? make that decision, in my opinion, because both things exist. 
um, the mind obviously does not have to be something which uh, has a has to have a physical manifestation because hmm, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know the answer to it. What do you think? What is more real? Um, personally, I think that the mind is. The mind is realer than the, the, the matter? Yeah. But how do you distinguish mind from matter? Because it's like this, right? It's like it's like a projector and, and, and the images from the projector is like, which do you, what's real, the projector or the images that are being displayed? Hmm. So in my opinion, I would say that the projector is real. The images aren't real, but the projector is. That's just my outlook on it. It may very well be different. You kind of hmm. get with that, like that analogy. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But you can also argue that the projector is uh is projected by the matter or, or or vice versa you know it's like what is the mind yeah but exactly but what what makes the the mind not the projection then yeah exactly so you know, it's like it's it's this very subjective question it truly is it truly is man <laughs> um but i like to think that Matter, I mean, all energy, like I said, all energy has vibration, you know, um, but that doesn't, your mind, is your mind vibrating? Like, is your mind, like, created from atoms and molecules and things like that? You know, science says that it doesn't. It doesn't have a physical form. So what the is mind? going on? I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I think when we when we have the distinguishment between uh, body, mind and spirit, I believe that the mind is like the bridge between the spirit and the body. Right. So it has aspects of both. So if we speak about the uh, intellect of the human intellect, so the way we build bridges, the way we build, uh, you know, cars and that kind of stuff, I think that that's something that you can measure. However, on the other side, when we speak about, you know, the spirit, and how the spirit moves, that also is intelligent. That's also a mind, but that's something you can't measure. So yeah. at least that's my uh, my trinity and the mind being the, you know, the bridge between the physical and the, uh, the uh, spirit realm. Yeah, yeah I kind of get that. All right. My next question is, what are thoughts and where do they come from? Hmm. Um, well, that's, that's actually a very good question because that just builds up on what I, I just said, because um, when we speak about thoughts, usually it's something that we uh, learned or experienced, right? That's, these are the thoughts that we deal with on the daily. So, um, for example, you work, at, uh, you work uh, on your company, you have problems, you generate thoughts, you try to solve the problem. That is one kind of thought. But however... Um, when you are in meditation, for example, or when you're connecting to the spirit realm, then you might have access to the infinite information which is around you, and then you can build up new thoughts. So in the end, I would say that a thought is just a... Uh, you kind of lagged a little just bit. A, I, I lagged a little bit. Okay. Um, do you hear me now? Yeah, we good now. 
Okay, okay, good. Um, so in the end, I would say that um, a thought is just a, a free, like a frequency, a vibration, which is coming from some intel intellect, like from, from some mind, whether that is the human brain, um, the universe, consciousness, uh, a thought can even come from, I don't know, from, from water in the end. So uh, I just so, believe that okay. a thought is, is a, it's like a frequency, a vibration. So, so do you think that we come up with thoughts personally, like humans come up with individual thoughts? It's a unique process. Um, well, I, I believe that it is uh, influenced by the environment you live in. Uh, that is one kind of thought. So an idea produced by your thinking based on your experience so what you've learned what you've been through that kind of stuff or what you read um but then you also have mm, i believe a thought where you just trust your your guts where you're intuitive and you just uh create something out of nothing it appears that it comes from nothing but it comes from somewhere if that makes sense. That makes sense. What? Where do thoughts come from? Um, that's a good one, though. I don't know. You know, it's like, I personally think, right? It's like, when you think about something, you grab an information Huh? From, from the unknown you know when you think about something it's like if i if i see a nice car i'm, I'm like oh that's a nice car i want to drive it mm -hmm. it's like like you said it's attached to personal experiences but that brings me to the point like what is the original thoughts there has to have been a point in time where an original thought was formed or maybe not because you would have to argue that the universe had a beginning instead of a a creation or, 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 or just always been, mm. but it's like, I think that it's a, it's an evolutionary process. Um, once upon a time, we weren't able to have the ability to think as freely as we do now, personally. Uh, so, so do you believe that animals think? I sort of, kind of. What does that mean? Like, if you give an animal a choice between, you know, like if you gave a dog a choice between some dog snacks, it's making a, it's making a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's basing it off of its experience of taste okay. and smell. And it's like, okay, well, I like this one more because I'm more familiar with this one and I know. I know that it can, you know, digest properly in my body. It's thinking. It's not, I don't, you can say, you can probably argue that it's moving off of instinct mm -hmm. because of, of, of familiarity and, 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 and sameness. But I think that, I do think that animals process information. But I think that they may process it quicker in some ways than humans. Okay.
So, but but how how how, just... how does a human uh, think differently then? Because when you have a choice between two snacks, you also go for the uh, you know the stuff that you experienced before, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's like a learning, it's like a learning process. But I think humans have the ability to slow down reality and question it rather than move off of instinct. Okay. But is that is that you know, a bit is that I a benefit? That... Is that a benefit for humans to question reality in itself instead of just flowing with it? Yeah, I think so. Why? I think so. And I think like the first I mean you have to like humans are built off of survival and those are surviving instincts. It had to have find a way to adapt to this environment. The first rule of survival is self preservation. I think okay. that, you know, thoughts are an extension of that. But, know, but, but reason... well, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, and I think that's the reason why humans have been living for so long. Man, man has lived for so long is because of thought. So I think if you took, if you took thought away, we would be no different than an animal. Mm-hmm. But, but, his thoughts, but is that a? I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a good thing that humans can think. Yeah. But um, all we like. Mm, how do I how do I put that in words? So you say that thought is a good thing, and that slowing down of reality through uh, thought is a competitive advantage in order to survive in, in nature. That's what yeah. you said, right? But isn't it more beneficial if your thought process is faster, given our, uh, you know, phenotype, our weak body? So do you think that our ability to think is our uh, evolutionary step compared to animals? For example, you know, lions, they have claws, they have teeth. Um, whilst humans, we are absolutely weak. Uh, we can't even be in the cold because we don't have any fur. Um, you know, we are actually not very complex animals, but what we do have is the mind. So do you believe that the mind is the most competitive advantage that a human has? You know, it's like, it's like being in the woods and you see uh -huh. a bear, you see a big ass brown bear and your first instincts are to run. That's what your mind is telling you. But we know that. We think right. We like okay. If I run, then the bear, that's causing the bear to chase me. Mm -hmm. So let me slow down and apply knowledge that I've learned, and say, well, if I sit still, then the bear might not look at me as a threat. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when we slow down reality and actually think, it usually when we think with our senses and we use civility and common sense, it usually is a a very good trait to have. Instead of moving off reaction, I think that we learned over time that if we move with just an instinct, that can be the last move we make. Hmm. You kind of like you know you kind of get that. Mm-hmm. But like and transform that over millions of years, we 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 learn to just you know think more and more and more on everyday things. You know, instead of just making ra irrational decisions that could jeopardize, like, you know, we were in tribes, people just made all type of 
you know, decisions that just jeopardize the whole tribe. So, yeah, I think that's a part of the evolutionary period. You know, but process. when, but when thinking is such a uh, competitive advantage in nature, why do humans spend so much time meditation in quieting their mind? They're, you know, they're always chatting, uh, always questioning mind. Why do you think that the highest spiritual leaders, uh, the people who've been to the farthest extremes of human consciousness or human, the possible human experience, try to exactly eradicate the thing which gave us so much competitive advantage in nature, in your words? Well, you know, it's like the wisest people can usually slow down their thought process. Mm-hmm. They think so become so become so become an animal because animals have uh slowed down thought process well animals move off of instinct but they also are able to process information isn't it and when we slow down our thought process so we have no thought process anymore like meditation teaches us uh we are also living off instinct isn't it yeah well okay when i say slow down the process i mean to slow down your time. Okay. And, and, and increase your focus, if that makes sense. Hmm. But how do you, like, but you how know. do you, how do you prove that animals can't do that? Or how do you say that, um, for example, a, uh, you know, when, uh, when we take certain, certain, uh, you know, cer certain chemicals that we can slow down the, um, the time perception in our brain. Right. Um, I don't know what chemicals do that. Um, however, how do we know that the ability of animals to slow down time is not very similar? Right. For example, bees, they're able to see more of the electromagnetic uh, frequency. So they're able to perceive UV light. And that was just figured out a few years ago. And how do we like how, how can you say that? animals cannot slow down time as humans do well we have to base animal we have to base animal instincts and animal nature based on our perspectives as humans that's the only way we can really judge animals from our human lens okay so, or we can base it strictly from a from a third like just a life point of view if you are a survivalist animals everything in creation is a survivalist in some extent so okay. if you were solely thinking on survival you would understand that if i was an animal and i was able to have free thought like if i was a lion and i was able to think like a human i would be the best lion ever hmm. like i would outsmart all the hyenas all the gazelle all the zebras because you know it just you slow down time i mean when i say slow down time you just you kind of pay it's patience you know to a certain extent you know like we're not thinking you know rapidly you know and just moving you know in in an instant you know it's about we're not moving on impulses you know in every like everything you know, but I think, I mean, I would believe that human life is beneficial. I mean, statistically, humans live longer than a lot of animals on Earth. You know, but look at look at some of the longest living animals 
on Earth. A, a turtle, for instance. A turtle is a very slow animal. Mm-hmm. You know, some turtles live up for like 300 years. Look, uh, some trees live for thousands of years. Trees mm-hmm. just sit still, you know, and just grow very slowly at a very slow pace. You know, and and these animals tend, like these life forms tend to have a slower, like, perception. You know, from human perspective, they tend to have a slower perception of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, I think that when you slow down that process, you know, you you understand like it's it's information in between you know it's like it's like a, a computer that's like a super fast computer like if it was past or like a what's something that's fast you know it's like well when you look at a fan you can't really see the wings on it you can't see the blades on that fan but when you slow it down you can start to see it you know what i'm saying you start to blur that line you know but when things are moving too fast, you can't really process the information, you know, like you would if they were slowed down. You know, if you're constantly receiving work from school, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Mm. I, okay, I get you. I get what you mean. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you're just going to get overloaded with work. Um. What is... Uh, I'm gonna pass that question. Oh, I like this one. Do numbers really exist, or are they something man has created? Numbers? Did you say numbers? Yes. Ah, yeah. Um, definitely. Um, de- definitely. Um, numbers exist 100%. Maybe not in a way that they appear. Because they're definitely uh, out of, you know, out of like they're abstract things, right? All numbers are abstract, so they're just a way to note down certain uh, rhythms and rules and laws out of nature. Now we don't like nature does not need numbers to execute the mathematics and the physics in nature, but we invented numbers to understand certain laws which are present in nature. But do you think that's a restriction? Yes. Definitely, because you're taking away, um, you're taking away the uh, intelligence. It's like, um, imagine that you have a, you saw a car, right? A beautiful car. And then you try to describe it. And let's assume it's like 10, 15 years back in the time where we did not have uh, smartphones. We couldn't take a picture. And you were describing the car to to your brother. And you were drawing it in two dimensions on the on the paper, right? Yeah. And the same process happens with mathematics. You see an observation in nature, then you abstract it, make it easier to comprehend because reality in its in itself is difficult to understand, and that is a restriction in its own, definitely. However, it is very handy to understand the basic principles of how human nature and how uh, natural law uh, forms. So I would say that numbers are, they are not real, but they do help to understand the reality. Yeah. But I think that, you know, numbers are, they can, they are, they're like limited. You can, you can only know so much based off the limitations that we put, 
Exactly. You know, I think that understanding, I think there's a way, you know, I think also I think that numbers kind of, you know, they contain our capacities. You know, without numbers, without math, I mean, mathematics is good. It's very good. The universe is bound by geometric, you know, like mathematics, period. Mm -hmm. But that's from our that's from our perspective as humans. You know, like animals don't see numbers. They just see, you know, like they just see things, you know, and, and they're not really counting it all up. But they do make a calculation based on numbers. Right? Okay. Like if a lion see if a lion is in the wilderness and he sees, you know, fifteen hyenas. He know not to, you know, interrupt whatever they got going on. But if he see, you know, two hyenas, then he's more likely to go and attack and steal their meal. But is that like, is that number, like, is that animal calculating those things? Like, no, an animal knows mathematics, but it doesn't know numbers. Yeah. So that, yeah. that makes the question, do you really need numbers to prove uh to prove the natural law. I believe that the numbers were invented by human beings to grasp the uh, nature in the way that we process information. As you said, we process information differently with our minds, with thought. Um, whilst animals, they do not need to invent mathematics to understand or to live the, um, the natural law. Whilst we humans, we try to, as you said, observe everything, be almost like bookkeepers of nature. So mm -hmm. that's why we try to put everything down into a language, which is also an abstract thing. So, um, yeah, like in my opinion, numbers do not exist because they're definitely abstract. They're, uh, you know, coming out of, uh, yeah, out of, out of nowhere. However, uh, the concept of numbers definitely exists. Like, uh, I don't know, like if you see one uh, electron in an atom, that's something you can count. So that's how you can understand nature and how you can make up rules within nature to understand with your intellectual mind. However, do you don't that like you don't need to have mathematics to live in this world. That's what animals do. For example, bees are one mm. of the best architects in nature uh, or, or ants. They're one of the best architects in nature. Um, but they don't have a degree. They don't know how to, you know, plan things and stuff. They just do it intuitively. So, um, yeah, mathematics is just a way we process information. Doesn't mean that animals do the do the same thing. I think there's going to be a, a point in time where there's an academic revolution. What do you mean by that? That's very there's interesting. Going to, that's going to it's going to be a, an evolution in how we view education. Okay, in a good you or in a bad way, I think that it's going to be in a. At the time when we approach it, we, we we're going to all say that it's in a good way. I think it's going to be a, an agreement. You know, there's going to be some people who are going to look at it from a skeptic point of view, but I think that math is it has limitations on the human mind. Okay, yeah, definitely for sure, it has limitations. I think that, you know, it's like math. It, it's, it's an illusion also because sure. math, math it, it teaches math in its essence, it teaches individuality, right? It teaches that when you have, when you have two cups and you, and you place them with 
another set of two cups, it teaches you that there are four cups. But in reality, there is just one group of cups. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that Mav, it teaches, it teaches, um, it teaches a very individual, basic concept of how to view life. You know, when you learn mathematics, like one plus one equals two, in reality, that may very well be so. But in a different, like in a, I think in a more advanced way of looking at it, you can just say that there is one group of, of cups. Okay. Essentially. But like, why do we individualize certain things? I think that, you know, academics teaches... Like, like, why do we even need the need to to have those type of statistics, like add, like addition and subtraction? Like, how is that beneficial? Hmm. Like, for survival purposes, how is that beneficial? Like, even when we're talking about astrophysics, like, why do we need numbers in order to? I mean, you can, but isn't the like? When we do math, it's kind of like we already know the answer to it, but we just do math. <laughs> we just yeah. do math to kind of like prove to other people who study math also. Yeah, it's it's a way of uh, communication, isn't it? Yeah, communicating with numbers, and um, ultimately, uh, that's a way to to describe the world, to um, to. Yeah, it's it's just a way to to communicate the laws that you've uh you've you've discovered that you've learned, and yeah. sometimes it's in a way that you communicate with yourself so you understand the your environment better, um, or to communicate with others like numbers and mathematics in particular, are just a branch of communication of humans, if that mm. makes sense. Like if you if you show a, a whale. Uh, what what the numbers they might not understand what we mean by those numbers, but you can teach them. They would understand in the end, um, but not like in our way, but in their way, right? So um, yeah, is, is that mean, numbers math is a way that we interpret common sense, maybe or logic. M- yeah, it's, I, just, I just believe that math is just a way that we communicate with ourselves and with our members of society and that it helps to uh, reduce the complexity of the environment so we understand what is going on. That's what, that's what math does. So in a very practical way, uh, math does, uh, you know, the classical, I have like, uh, I have 10 mangoes and uh, I just came home from picking them from the tree and I want to share with my family. I have five kids because I know maths, I give everyone two, right? And I'm a fair being, let's say. Yeah. That's a practical standpoint of standpoint of, uh, of mathematics in your community. But then there's also math to explore the uh, very... Uh, yeah, the, the, the very construct of existence itself, which is science. So it's just a way to understand or to communicate uh, the way the universe is, is built.
It's just a mm. reduction. It's just a reduction. And as you said, it's a limitation, definitely. But um, dissecting the, uh, the, the whole, the one into smaller parts makes us believe that we, that we understand the oneness better, which is an illusion, but still relieves the pain of not understanding what is going on. That's some deep shit. That's some deep shit. Numbers, man. Numbers are a projection of our limitations. True. Um, I want to ask this question. I was trying to decipher this question um, previously, right? Do you believe in free will or do you believe in destiny? Um, huh. I believe. <laughs> I believe in both. I don't think that I can make a distinguishment. I'm definitely a fan of having a destiny. Um, that's your inner calling, you know, the stuff that uh, you feel to do. However, um, there are certain, um, crossroad situations 